not figure this math out, and I've got an exam on Friday. Okay, wait just a minute. I've got to get these cookies in the oven and cooking. I, we have the cookie party Friday, and I have to win. These have to be even better than last year's. All right, what do you need help with? This is the problem. I have 15 more to do, and I just finished my study guide. Oh, well, it looks like you're doing fine. You just need to regroup and then carry the one. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> Dad, I need help. Hey, honey, glad you're home. How was your day? Dad, I need help. Okay, okay. It was good, except now I have another interview for the promotion tomorrow. And I have an office Christmas party. Okay, let's see. You need to carry the one and then regroup. Oh dear, you've got to play that correctly. I can't find it. I just can't find it. I really need my halo before we go. Mom, have you seen my halo? I, I really need it. We're going to be late. I'll be in the car. Oh, I completely forgot. She has practice for the Christmas play today. Do you think you could take her? Sure, and I might need to get a, a few more gifts. Oh, yeah, while you're out, can you get a gift for the gift exchange? Just not a fruitcake. Oh, you've got to play that correctly.
Great job, choir. Okay, nativity scene. Everyone, get in your spot. Choir, don't block the angels. Go, go, go. Angels? Is that all the angels? Sorry, I'm late. Joseph, Mary, where are the sheep? They're eating all the grass. Yeah, they've been bad. Oh, and where are the wise men? Oh, there was an accident. What do you mean an accident? Well, let's just say it looks like the wise men are only bringing gold and frankincense to the baby Jesus. Where's the myrrh? There, there, and there. What a crazy night. These are finally cool enough to decorate. Do you want to help? You're so good at that. I love decorating cookies with you. Okay, I can take a little break from studying. Jesslyn, why don't you come help too? Success. I made it through the mall and I found almost everything I need. And I even found a fruitcake. It's Christmas. The bells are ringing. Hey, Julie, how was choir practice? It was good, except... The wise men spilt their gifts, the shepherd lost the sheep, but at least Mary didn't drop Jesus this time. Mr. Fisher is way more patient than I ever would. I don't know how he does it. Jessica, did you finish your homework? Almost. Uh, one of my problems is a survey. Could you all answer it for me? It's easy. What is the best part of Christmas? Oh, well, that's an easy one. Cookies. What? Decorations. No. Presents? Seriously? Okay. Maybe someone else could answer. Guys, listen. Dad, what is your answer? Hello, listen. Well, my favorite part of Christmas is that we get to celebrate. Guys, listen, it's carolers.
very favorite songs. I know, mine too. I love those songs. I'm so glad they came. Hey, what happened here? What do you mean? What happened to what? The nativity. Everything's knocked over. Oh man, it sure is. I guess I must have knocked it over while I was baking my cookies. Way to go. I must have hit it with my shopping bags. And I wasn't even paying attention when I came in with all of my school books. We all have been crazy busy around here. I don't think any of us were paying attention. I must have been crazy busy then, too. The shepherds were scared, the angels singing was loud, and the crowds were crazy. The shepherds were working a stinky, smelly job, even stinkier than Jesselyn's shoes. Hey, and Mary was carrying a baby. They, must, they were traveling, fighting the crowds, and singing, and giving gifts. And it was so busy in town, they didn't even have a place to stay. Can you even imagine? I bet it was beautiful, and loud, and crazy. I wonder what it was really like that night in Bethlehem. The very first Christmas.
creatures here following your sacred star of wonder star of wonder i will bring my offering you will have my highest hallelujah hallelujah take me In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This is the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own towns to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, 
because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens and earth, peace to those who roam his favor rest. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has hap happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. That night was possibly crazier and busier than we get here and now. Traveling, fighting the crowds, singing, and giving gifts. Then and now. But the perfect gift was given for us that night. Love was born that first Christmas. Crazy and busy became peaceful and holy. God gave his son Jesus so we can have peace even when we are busy. We've been given the perfect gift, Jesus. Christmas is crazy. Christmas is busy. Christmas is peaceful. Christmas is holy. Christmas, Christmas is Jesus. Jesus. Shepherds are here, the angels 
right, let's give it up again for our youngins and for their hard work that was put forth. Ah, there we go. The Tale of Three Trees. Once upon a mountain, three little trees stood and dreamed of what they wanted to become when they grew up. The first tree looked up at the stars twinkling like diamonds above him. I want to hold treasure, he said. I want to be covered with gold and filled with precious stones. I will be the most beautiful treasure chest in the world. The second little tree looked out at the small stream trickling by on its way to the ocean. I want to be a strong sailing ship, he said. I want to travel mighty waters and carry powerful kings. I will be the strongest ship in the world. The third little tree looked down into the valley below where busy men and busy women worked in a busy town. I don't want to leave the mountaintop at all, she said. I want to grow so tall that when people stop to look at me, they will raise their eyes to heaven and think of God, I will be the tallest tree in the world. Years passed, the rains came, the sun shone, and the little trees grew tall. One day, three woodcutters climbed the mountain. The first woodcutter looked at the first tree and said, This tree is beautiful. It is perfect for me. With a swoop of his shining axe, the first tree fell. And now I shall be made into a beautiful chest, thought the first tree. I shall hold wonderful treasure. The second woodcutter looked at the second tree and said, This tree is strong. It is perfect for me. With a swoop of his shining axe, the second tree fell. Now I shall sail mighty waters, thought the second tree. I shall be a strong ship fit for kings. The third tree felt her heart sink when the last woodcutter looked at her and looked her way. She stood straight and tall and pointed bravely to heaven, but the woodcutter never even looked up. Any kind of tree will do for me, he muttered, and with a swoop of his shining axe, the third tree fell. The first tree rejoiced when the woodcutter brought him to the carpenter shop, but the busy carpenter was not thinking about treasure chests. Instead, his work-worn hands fashioned into the tree into a feed box for animals. The once beautiful tree was not covered with gold or filled with treasure. He was coated with sawdust and filled with hay for hungry farm animals. The second tree smiled when the woodcutter took him to the shipyard, but no mighty sailing ships were being made that day. Instead, the once strong tree was hammered and sawed into a simple fishing boat too small and too weak to sail an ocean or even a mighty river. He was taken to a little lake, and every day he brought in loads of dead and smelly fish. The third tree was confused when the woodcutter cut her into strong beans and left her in the, lum in the lumber yard. What happened, the once tall tree wondered. All I ever wanted to do was stay on the mountaintop and point to God. Many days and nights passed, and the three trees nearly forgot their dreams. But one night, one night, golden starlight poured over the first tree as a young woman placed her newborn baby in the feed box. 
I wish I could make a cradle for him, her husband whispered. And the mother squeezed his hand and smiled as the starlight shone on the smooth and sturdy wood. This manger is beautiful, she said. And suddenly, the first tree knew that he was holding the greatest treasure on earth. One evening, a tired traveler and his friends crowded into the old fishing boat, and the traveler fell asleep as the second tree quietly sailed out onto the lake. Soon, a thundering and thrashing storm arose, and the little tree shuddered. He knew he did not have the strength to carry so many passengers safely through the wind and the rain, and the tired man awakened. He stood up, stretched out his hand, and said, Peace! And the storm stopped as quickly as it had begun. And suddenly the second tree knew that he was carrying the king of heaven and of earth. One Friday morning, the third tree was startled when her beams were yanked from the forgotten woodpile. She flinched as she was carried through an angry, jeering crowd. She shuddered when the soldier nailed a man's hands to her. She felt ugly and harsh and cruel. But on Sunday morning when the sun arose and the earth trembled with joy beneath her, the third tree knew that God's love had changed everything. It had made the first tree beautiful. It had made the second tree strong. And every time people thought of the third tree, they would think of God. And that was better than being the tallest tree in the world. Amen. What a beautiful story and what a beautiful way to close, to draw to a close this wonderful Christmas program today. Proverbs 16 and 9 tells us this from the Word of God. In a heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. This simple story that I read today, the tale of three trees, is just like the gospel. It's easy enough for a child to understand, yet poignant and powerful enough to move the heart of even us adults. The story begins with three trees that, that, that contemplate their future and they share their dreams and their aspirations with each other. The future plans that they envision for themselves are dashed when each one of them is cut down and fashioned into something at first they never desired or never imagined. As the pages of the story unfold, the trees are shown that they did indeed realize their dreams of greatness, although it was not in the way they imagined nor in the way that they expected. There's four quick points I want to leave with you today. Now, I've always got a point. You know, if I get up here, I'm going to leave you with some points. I've been called a longhorn preacher in my day. I've got a point over here and a point over here and a whole lot of bull in the middle. But I've got four quick points for you today. And that number one is this. Man's perspective is limited. But God's perspective is always perfect. And God's perspective is always right. Amen? Point number two. Man can make his plans, 
But God has his ultimate purposes. Point number three for today. All of God's creation contains hidden potential. Our task is to grasp that God-given potential for God's glory. And lastly, in point number four for today, great things can be accomplished from even the most humbling origins. This gentle yet powerful story is a reminder to all of us that God the, God the Creator does not make mistakes. Does not make mistakes. He has a plan. He has a purpose for each and every one of us. Plans and purposes that we cannot even dream or imagine. When we yield our lives to Him, He can do mighty things through each of us for His glory. As well as this gentle yet powerful reminder as we enjoy this Christmas season, that Jesus is the author. Jesus is the sustainer, and Jesus is the finisher of our faith. Amen. Before we close out in song, if I could have Sandra and Cindy come up here for real quickly. Girls, I know you put in a great amount of work, and, and I cannot stress how important it is that we be sowing into our children. If you've been here for any amount of time, you know that is a purpose that we must be about sowing into our children. And you have sown into our children with, with, with great love and with great purpose. And it, it's a difficult task. It's a task I could not and would not undertake personally. So we, and this is just a little way for us to thank you so much for the hard work that you put in and sowing into our children during this Christmas season. Thank you so much. Thank you.